Welcome to another episode of Mount Davis. You're here with the Wake and Bake Hour. And I have not smoked weed yet, but I am drinking some coffee. Uh, A lot of news over the weekend, you know. March Madness seating was released. And now we could fill out brackets. Uh, more on that. Tom Brady, unretired. That was pretty big. Although we did technically call it on the show. I don't have the sound bite, but I know we said it somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, we're just going to go over some NBA soccer news, basically. Um, we're going to recap a little Champions League at the end, maybe get into some soccer talk. Uh, there's some sanctions going on with Chelsea right now, and they have a Champions League match coming. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that too. But until then, let's get high. Smoke up, toke up, motherfuckers. Good morning, guys. Uh, Just scrolling through Twitter right now. See if any news is out right now. Let's see. Carlos Correa is trending. So the race for Carlos Correa looks like it's in between two teams. Uh, The Yankees are really interested in him and Trevor Story. And it looks like they are going to be the targets for any trade picks today. But it looks like the Astros are also pretty close on closing in a deal. I believe they want Correa to stay in Houston and make him, you know, a home Star, uh, he already is, but you know, he'll probably want to finish his career there if he signs his extension. But enough about baseball, let's get to the GOAT. So, as of yesterday, Tom Brady tweeted his unretirement. Um, <coughs> He uh, retired around February. It was around two months that he was retired. Oh, he some, retired sometime in January. And the whole story with his retirement was that it was actually leaked before he even made an official statement. And usually with retirements, you know, you usually wait for the player to make his official statement because he's the only one that knows his career. But Adam Schefter thought it was a good idea to leak this story <clears throat> to get an inside scoop on what was eventually going to be Tom Brady's retirement, I assume. And basically just put out a baseless tweet that 
close sources to Tom Brady say that he's retiring this year. The next day or so, it was a, a media frenzy. Everyone believed it since it was an official source, you know. Adam Schefter's tweeting it, so that means it's true. Um, you know, what does this mean for his legacy? He left at the top of his career. You know, he retired too early, even though he's above 40. All these questions were raised, you know, all these questions were brought forth about Tom Brady. And two days later, he made his official statement. Hey, I've thought about it long and hard. I've talked to my friends and family. I've talked to my teammates. It's time I conclude my career in the game of football. He said he knows the effort that it needs for every season. I think J.J. Redick also mentioned something along those lines. Uh, he was on part of my take, and uh, Big Ken and PFT asked him if he was thinking of coming back, basically. And J.J. Redick said something about cheating the game. Uh, how he knows the effort and intensity it takes to play in an NBA season. And he knows that he would not be able to provide his max effort. Therefore cheating what is playing for a professional basketball team when other players could fill those spots. And Tom Brady took the same approach. Basically he knows the commitment it takes for a season uh, he knows the commitment that it takes to finish a season and basically thought to himself that I don't think I can make that commitment anymore. Took two months off, spent some time with the wife and kids. That was probably enough time. And he was like, you know what? Let's let, let's go back. I got some unfinished business, even though he already has seven Super Bowls. What, what unfinished business are you talking about, man? You're trying to conquer. Oh, that's going to make a Ukraine joke. Uh, but no. Uh, what unfinished business are you talking about, man? How many more Super Bowl rings do you want? I'm assuming one more. And don't get me wrong. This retirement tour is going to bring him loads of cash. Think of all the merchandise. If you ask me, it was all a publicity stunt. I think when Adam Schefter tweeted the tweet that Tom Brady is retiring, Tom Brady read it and kind of got mad and really just kind of rolled with the punches. He's like, okay, everyone thinks I'm retiring, then I'm retired. And it just makes for a greater publicity stunt. And the NFL script is now set for the next year or so. If, if, if Tom Brady don't make it to the Super Bowl, He's at least going to make it to the Super Bowl. This is going to be a passing of the torch moment. It's probably going to be a rematch of the Bucks and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Might be the Bills, though. And it'll be sort of like a passing of the torch moment where Tom Brady will probably lose the Super Bowl. And basically call it quits then and there. Or he could win the Super Bowl, win his eighth ring, and call it quits then and there. Either way, I believe this is his last season. I believe he will still be at the top of his game. And 
it's good to see Tom Brady back in the game because when we thought when we thought it was over, ooh. <sighs> that guy that uh, bought his last touchdown ball bought it for I think five hundred eighteen thousand dollars. It sold yesterday, and not that it was a bad investment or that it's going to depreciate in value, but if you could somehow pair that with the next Tom Brady last touchdown, you're talking about a great investment because if you have both, if you have both, that'll got to be, that's got to be selling for a lot. Any Tom Brady aficionado will want that. Sheesh. But I'm glad the goat's back. I really am. Oh, fuck. Should we talk soccer real quick? Uh, Now let's get into some NBA. We'll start with the Knicks and the Nets. Very entertaining game, you know. Uh. The Nets with KD and slash or Kyrie are a really good team. But, man, we got to talk about KD. We got to talk about KD. I'm a big fan of this Nets team. I really am. It's hard not to. I'm a big Kyrie fan in general, so. Kyrie is easily, to me, a top three point guard in the NBA of all time. And that's that's nothing to say lightly, to be honest. I believe Steph Curry is not on that list. Might be top 10, top 5. That's a hot take, though. If you're talking about two men that love basketball, Kyrie and KD are them. To watch both of these players play, This is exactly what the basketball gods intended when, you know, this is who we want to see on the court playing basketball. KD came into the league, you know, he was scrawny, tall, but everyone knew he had the shot. Everyone knew his mechanics were nearly perfect with with a couple of mass, a couple of uh, uh, a bit of mass built. And a few tweaks in there, he will become an elite scorer. And little did you know, he is arguably the greatest shooter of all time. (laughs) 
Kyrie, while being only 5'11", which is ridiculously hard to be in the NBA. Is he 5'11"? Let's see. Oh, he's 6'2", but he's pretty, that, that's pretty short in the NBA. Um, anyways. Uh, what can I say? I mean, the fact that he wasn't playing today because they were playing at, at home was kind of ridiculous because he was at the game, unmasked, unvaccinated, in the crowd, completely free, two feet from the bench, literally right behind them. And the only difference was that he wasn't able to play because he's unvaccinated. And, and by all means, that's a personal choice. It brought on these repercussions. But at the same time, it's like the, the fact that it's so unironic is what's killing me. It's like everyone knows that he could play. Everyone knows that, you know, they'd rather see him play. Everyone that's in that building would rather see him play. But a mandate that was imposed on a state for a highly experimental treatment, <laughs> that's unheard of nowadays. And it's a huge violation of your rights, but I'm not even going to get into that. You know. But going back to Kyrie, Kyrie is one of the best point guards of all time, mostly because of his skills offensively. Defense, you know, he could he could get in front of someone. I'm not going to say he's a good defender or an efficient defender, but when he wants to, he could lock up people, mostly point guards. His playmaking ability is, you know, amazing. <laughs> he, along with an elite scorer like Kevin Durant, he could easily get to the rim and shoot, shoot a three, pass the ball, you know, whatever you want him to do, he can do it. He is good at every aspect of the game of basketball. If I'm talking about the most well-rounded player, in terms of playmaking, shot making, uh, IQ, the ability to read the game, the ability to get to the basket so easily and drop 50 like it's nothing. I believe Kyrie will go down as one of the greatest point guards of all time, if not the greatest. He, yeah, the accolades might not be there, you know. He, yeah, he's been a, a, a locker room cancer. I guess you could label him for most of his career. But God damn, can this man play basketball? And to see him on the court only f like three, four more times because of the stupid mandate until the playoffs, it's going to be stupid. Think about this. If they get Toronto in the playoffs, they might not even – you, you might he might not even play a series that that series and it's crazy to think that <laughs>
But like we saw today, or yesterday, I should say, KD can carry the team by himself. He dropped 53 on the Nets. While the game was really close and, you know, it was back and forth most quarters. Uh, The reason why the Knicks were so in this game was because uh, Nets were six for 29 from three, shooting 20% yesterday. Let's see. Let's see their team stats. Yeah, their three-point percentage was 20% this time. And uh, let's see what it is. Uh, Shooting three-point percentage. It's at an abysmal 35. (coughs) They don't got too many shooters now that Joe Harris is out till next year, but I mean, they got Seth Curry now, so that's that's gonna help. Uh, Dragic is there to back up the point guard role whenever Kyrie's not there. Bang, bang, bang. Patty Mills is okay, but he's been shooting horrible from three this year. It's like they pay their man, and he went away. Is balling for Nigeria. Uh, but yeah, man, KD, 53 points, 19 for 37 field goals, 11 out of 12 free throws. Uh, papa, three point, 11 for, yeah, six for 29, man. KD, let's see, shot. Bam, four for 13 from three. That's not good. Imagine if he made like three more of those. Like imagine if he was 50% from three. That'd be clutch, but goddamn. The Nets, uh, KD, four for 13 from three. Bruce Brown, 0 for 1 from 3. Drummond, not even going to shoot one. Dragic, 1 for 4. Petty Mills, 1 for 9. Jesus Christ, why is that man even in the game? He went 2 for 11. Had a plus minus of 0, and that's probably only because they won the game. Because KD was out there lighting them up. Joe Johnson, 0 for 2. Like, come on. The combined three-pointers made besides KD was 2. And, you know, all these guys played 20, 30 minutes. Like, what the fuck? Seth Curry wasn't playing, so I guess that's a lot of their shooting. So I'm going to say this. If the Nets got everyone, KD, Seth Curry, Kyrie, Drummond, 
Claxton, I guess. If they have everyone, they'll blow out anyone. When they have KD or Kyrie, they'll be able to keep up and maybe clutch out some games. And when they got no one, it's pretty sad. Take that for what you may. And the playoffs are going to be cool because the Nets are going to be must-watch basketball in the playoffs. Not strictly because of how good they are, but just because of how entertaining and how close their games are going to be. If they get this three-point shit together, they should be fine. Like Andre Drummond, eight for eight. Field goal, like, that's pretty good. Oh, Blake Griffin played zero minutes, had a plus two. Um, I guess that's one way to get efficiency out of Blake Griffin by not playing him. Dude's just old. All right, we move on. Uh, Boston versus Celt or Celtics versus Mavericks. This game was also really close. It was the next game in the morning. The dude game. What do you want me to say? The Mavs and the Celtics, both good defensive teams with average offenses. The Celtics, may I say, since February have been playing at an elite offensive level. Throughout the season, they're an average offense. But, I mean, you know, once February and March rolls around, Jason Tatum just turns it off. I think he's averaging, like, 35 points per game in like the last two months. We'll see how that goes because let me remind you that the Celtics have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the last or two out of the last three years. So the Celtics are not to take lightly in the playoffs. And if Jason Tatum could show up, this team's going far. Mavericks, on the other hand, made some improvements with uh, trading away Porzingis for Dinwiddie and Bertans, which was a really good trade for them because they've been on fire since then. I believe Dinwiddie's ability to to control the floor as well gives Luka some more space, some more separation, doesn't have to do everything like he was always doing when Porzingis was there. Uh, Dwight Powell is playing well, but ever since... I mean, he's just playing okay. Jalen Brunson is playing okay, but ever since Dinwiddie, he's, his, his usage has gone down, but he's still providing, so that's a good option alongside him. Uh, the Mavericks ended up squeezing this win in the last seconds, and it's, you know, Luca's ability to take over a game is crazy. Again, Celtic shot nine for 37 from three. (laughs) 
And the Mavericks shot 15 for 37 from three. So that's obviously a way better gap. Uh, 33 for 88. Wow, they attempt a lot of field goals, man. Offensive rebounds, 11. That's why. Bam. Uh, 17 turnovers for the Mavs, man. That's not good. 26, 46 points in the paint, man, for the Celtics. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, uh, Celtics offense needs to figure something out. You know, they're starting five are providing, but they don't have a deep bench really so it's weird it's like what am I missing here they're missing a point guard why don't they got a point guard man I think Jason Tatum needs a point guard. And I don't want to I get I guess they don't want to trade Jalen Brown. Because, you know, Tatum and Jalen Brown are a good duo. But man, y'all need a point guard and Kemba wasn't the answer. And I'm sorry y'all took a stab at that, but y'all should have just kept Kyrie. But what am I to say? All right, that's enough on that game. What else we got? Clippers Pistons, Clippers one. That's as much as we need to know. Kate Cunningham is really good at basketball. Let me just say that. Ooh. <clears throat> so I did not watch the 76ers and Magic game. But based off of what I saw on Twitter, it sounded like the 76ers team plane, you know, crashed and burned due to incompetence and everyone was dead. Um, But no, that wasn't the case. They actually won the game. But it was a very, very ugly win, let me tell you. First of all, they played the Orlando Magic, who, let me just say, ever since they got Markel Fultz back, you know, <clears throat> they've been a lot more consistent as a team, and they've got a lot of room for improvement next year. So I'm excited for that. But let me get to Joel Embiid and James Harden stats. James Harden dropped 26 points. Joel Embiid dropped 35 points. Tobias Harris actually showed up 26 points. Thibel, 0. Maxi 10. Niang, 16. Now, let's look a bit deeper. Okay? Okay, y'all staying with me? Y'all staying with me? Let's look a bit deeper. The the 
the Sixers only won by two, and they had an 18-point advantage on free throws. You guys want to know how many free throws were of those 37 were Joel's and James? Well, let's add them up. 32. The rest of the team took five free throw attempts coming from two players, Tobias Harris and Maxi, and that was one foul. Tobias Harris got fouled on a three-point attempt, nailed all three shots. Maxi got fouled on a, a shot, missed one, made one. Thirty-two free throws from two players. You want to know how many free throws the entire Magic team got? 20. The fact that two players get more free throws than an entire team is ridiculous. You want to know what James Harden shot for his 26 points? 5 for 19. On five made shots, he got 26 points. Shot three for 11 from three. So three of those five were three-pointers. That's nine points. Uh, Ridiculous, man. This is ugly basketball. This is very ugly basketball. And I don't like it one bit. I don't. I really don't. Pelicans whooped on the Rockets. That's okay. I don't want to talk about that. Hawks beat the Pacers. And they currently stand in nine. So as of right now, they hold a half a game lead on the Hornets, which I want to stay. And I want to see a Nets and Hawks play. And that would be crazy. I'm for that. Nets are only two games away from dropping out of the playoff race. That's actually pretty crazy. The Nets are in danger. Uh, Grizzlies beat the Thunder, but hey, funny story. Let's smoke to this story. Uh, Both teams came out to white jerseys. And, yeah, they made – I'm pretty sure they made – yeah, they made OKC change because they were home, obviously. But, man, that was funny. Both teams came out in white jerseys, and everyone was like, what the fuck's going on? How are we going to play basketball? That shit was hella funny.
Uh, and then we get to the Lakers game. The Lakers did not win a quarter, and they actually tied the fourth quarter in this game. They were down by 26 at the end of the first, and that's all you need to say about this game. Anthony Davis mentioned that they only won last year's playoff series because he got injured, and rightly so, but at the same time, you got to give credit to where it's due. They whooped on you guys by 29. You guys won some NBA picks today? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Jazz at home versus the Bucks. That's going to be a good, good game to kind of see where the Jazz are. Nuggets 76ers today. That's going to be crazy. MVP versus MVP. Oh, my God. I'm going to tweet about this shit. By the way, follow us on Twitter at the Mount Davis. Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Mount Davis. The picks for this episode were Warriors minus 10 and a half. Or minus 150 and Raptors minus four against the Lakers. Draymond's coming back, and you know, Lakers kind of suck, so it's whatever. Um, thank you guys for listening, and until next time, watch out for that uh, March Madness content coming out soon. But yeah, take care, guys. <laughs>